Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The San Francisco 49ers select. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Trey Lance. I definitely see it as Jimmy's the starter. Lance under the gun this time. Fires downfield. Touchdown! The Rich Eisen Show. Look out, man. He's a much bigger, huger threat at the position than Garoppolo. Is he ready? Maybe not. Earlier on the show, Colts head coach Frank Reich. Still to come. Co-host of Good Morning Football, Kyle Brandt. Oscar-nominated actor Michael Keaton. Host of Money Court, Kevin O'Leary. And now... Oh, yes, this is going to be such a fun hour. Michael Keaton's calling in in about 20 minutes' time. He's in a new film called The Protégé. We've got some celebrity true or false set up for him if he wants to play it. He's a diehard Steeler fan. Let's go. But joining us right here at the top of hour number two is one of our favorites. It's been a while since we've spoken to him. He's been on some Frogger walkabout in the uh, in the down under. He's back from Australia, back on Good Morning Football. He will be back on his podcast, 10 Questions with Kyle Brandt and The Ringer. Kyle Brandt back here on the show. How are you, Kyle? Thrilled to be here. Thrilled to talk to you. I've missed you. And I usually like to start with something glib or something from Hollywood. But, yes. Rich, I have to say, I hated sitting at home watching what you went through with COVID. How oh, are you thanks. feeling? I'm good, man. I appreciate good. it. I appreciate Good, it. I didn't like it either. God, what a, what a, a bitch this thing is. Yeah, I know. Uh, everybody should stay safe. And again, my message is still get vaccinated. That's what kept me out of the hospital and being sick. And, um, you know, all, all good. Thank you for God saying bless that. You. I'm glad you hear you say it. And I know Thanks, that brother. you were um, in Canton, Ohio as well. Yes. And uh, I know you discovered something there. You told me off the air. And I know you haven't said it on the air, but I'm going to okay. debut it right here. Sure. When you were there in Canton, Ohio, you told me that they are already making the bust. For Bears quarterback Justin Fields, is that true? I need to check my notes. Yes, they are actually. I yeah. knew it. Yeah, and I bet it's beautiful. What do you think, bro? What do you think? I mean, it's it's a hundred and three year history of the Chicago Bears, and um, <laughs> the idea that they found this guy and this is the end of the hundred and three years is it's not just exciting; it is downright intoxicating. And um, I'm already. I, I think you can qualify it as um, the warpath. I think I'm on the warpath that he should get on the field. And um, I'm beside myself already that they are going to start this season on national television at SoFi Stadium down the street from you, and it's going to be Andy Dalton against the Rams. And I'm terrified, and I think it's going to happen, and I'm angry about it already. Well, (laughs) the the concept of throwing him in the deep end of the pool against Mm -hmm. Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, where you know obviously half the field will disappear just because of Ramsey. And Donald will be in his face and whatnot. 
uh, behind an offensive line that is already, you mm-hmm. know, banged up significantly. Uh, I, I get it, but he did play for the Ohio State University. And he did throw every damn uh, every damn throw on the route tree on Clemson, you know, and let's go. You know, uh, what, what do you think, that he's just going to turn out to be less than Mike Tomzak, which is the bar for Ohio State quarterbacks of the Chicago Bears. You know, like, honest, like, it's, it's like, let's, let's go. Let's see what you got. Let's yeah. Go. First of all, there was a time when it was Tomzak versus Harbaugh for the Bears and Michigan versus Ohio That's State. But that was when I was in childhood. Rich, I don't believe, as it pertains to this Rams thing, you don't, we don't dodge players. We, we don't say, well, he's a, he's a guy, they got a great D tackle, so let's wait, let's protect him. No, no, no. This guy played the biggest football there is. Yeah. And if we're going to do that, well, you know, Aaron Donald's out there. Let's, let's not do that. Well, then week three, they're going against the Browns. So we should be protecting against Miles Garrett, too, and Jadavian Clinton. No, it's the NFL level. Every team has good players. I don't believe in that. I do believe in this. I think we are seeing, Rich, something, a sea change here. And I think that you, me, probably most people listening were raised on this idea of you draft the quarterback and you make him wait and you let him marinate and you, you wait until he's ready. And then you put... I think it's time to reexamine that. I think this position is different. I think the college players are different. I think the high school quarterbacks are different. The seven-on-seven, seven, the coaching, I think they are better, faster. And this idea, it always sounds great. We're going to be practical and conservative and we're going to... Can you imagine the, the football crime it would have been to the L.A. Chargers last year if the misfortune had not happened right. to Tyrod Taylor, their starter, which was a freak accident that allowed Justin Herbert to come on the field and have the greatest rookie quarterback season ever? The only reason that happened is because of the wild anomaly thing that happened to Tyrod Taylor. If not, Herbert's just sitting there. We don't even see him. And the list goes on and on. And this is right now, Rich, you're seeing him. All these people are saying... Well, Brady waited, and Rodgers waited, and Breeze waited. Russell Wilson didn't wait. There's 50 other guys who didn't wait. Joe Flacco coming out with the Ravens didn't wait. Roethlisberger barely waited. Deshaun waited one half with the Texans. Sometimes guys just have it. And putting Justin Fields right now behind Andy Dalton, God love him, there was a time someone said, you know, Russell Wilson, this rookie, you got to put him behind Matt Flynn. Just, just give him some time. Right. Nonsense. It's a case-by-case thing here. Well, I mean, the the issue is that your coach uh, was front and center of watching Mahomes wait all the way through to Week 17, and that's, I think, you know, something that informs his thought process here. But the difference is, is Alex Smith had already had years in the system and a locker room that had fully known him for a while, Mm -hmm. um, where Dalton is just kind of dropped in there. And uh, I, I, I... I just think it, it it would be wise to do it, and then you know you get his feet wet in the worst, you know, mm-hmm. significant way. Who knows what can happen? And then he's against two Ohio teams coming up next, mm-hmm. the Bengals and the Browns. And then you, I, I I I just think it's the right move to do. Like, what the hell are you waiting for? I know. You and know? if I may, the Mad Nagy yeah, thing is is everywhere because he was on the Reed staff, the draft. Right. I've thought about this for a while, and this is now looked at as this. This Michelangelo's David of how you start a quarterback's career. He waited and he waited and he learned, and that's why he's Mahomes. I, I have to call such BS on that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really sure that if Patrick Mahomes had started from day one, he would have been brilliant. I, I, with due respect to Coach Reed and Alex Smith, I'm sure they did have a very positive effect on him, and Mahomes has talked about that. I don't care. Mahomes would have been better than Alex Smith that year, 
We don't know how these things would have shaken out. That was a very good Chiefs team. They might have won the Super Bowl that year if they started Mahomes from day one. So nice. I'm kind of done with that whole thing. Just as I, I remember Lamar sitting around for months waiting for a back nine Joe Flacco to finally hand the job over, and there was a sensation. You can mess this up, and I don't want the Bears to do it. This is why Brockman and I have worked together so long. I knew that back nine Joe Flacco is now on our list of potential <laughs> fantasy team names. You're writing it down, right, right, Chris? Yeah, I wrote down that one. And less than Tom Zach is pretty good. Less too. than Tom Zach yeah. is not Tom bad. Zach's pretty good too. You know, like you could, you can have like Tom Zach's face on a less than zero meme, <laughs> right? right? Like you can do something right. like that, or just Joe Flacco playing golf would be pretty good too. Oh my, God. sure. Uh, I mean, I, Rich, Rich, we could do a week-long show on Fields versus Dalton. Like you, you I am this visceral it. on this one. Like and, I'm and sweating right now talking to you. And it's unlike and Kyle Brandt here on the Rich Eisen show. It's unlike any of the other situations because mm-hmm. you've got um, the first two teams that drafted a quarterback. They're definitely starting mm-hmm. uh, their guys in Jacksonville and the Jets. And Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo are a totally different ball of wax because mm-hmm. Garoppolo took him to a Super Bowl two years ago. Lance last played a game of any significance uh, a year plus ago. So you can get his feet wet and also have a package or something like that for him. And then mm-hmm. Belichick's like anybody who asks him, what are you going to do with Cam and and, uh, and and Mac? I'll be just like, hey, ho- 2001 with Brady mm-hmm. and Bledsoe are holding that beer. you got to be kidding me. This one's totally different. A totally different ball of wax. It's wild. And and Matt Nagy, is, it's, it's so hard to get a grip on him this time of year because – there were two years ago, was, we don't play anybody in the preseason. Trubisky's not touching the field, and Mac's not touching the field. And now the guys are all over the preseason. And, Rich, you and I talked about this a lot last year. Nagy gets wild. Like, he ripped Trubisky off the field in two seconds after swearing that he was going to stick with him. And then he puts Foles in, and then ripped Foles out again. And so he's trying not to flip-flop on this thing. Here's what it is. Can I, can I share with you the Justin Fields, Andy Dalton uh, indigenous to Chicago metaphor that I've come up with, because I think Please. I can get inside Matt Nagy's head. Okay. Okay. So you're a Chicago Bears fan, and Justin Fields is this unbelievably beautiful, delicious-looking slice of pizza, and it gets put down in front of you, yes. and damn, you are hungry, and you've waited so long, you've waited hours, days, maybe your whole life for this pizza, and you just want to dive into it, but you're smart, and you've been down this road with other slices, and you know that if you bite into it immediately, it is going to burn the ever-living hell out of the roof of your mouth. You know that's coming, so you say, hold on, let me wait. Because in the meantime, you have also ordered a Caesar salad. You didn't even really want it, but you thought you should have it. It was the minimum order for delivery. So you say, I'll have a few bites of the Caesar. That's Andy Dalton. He is the Caesar salad. You have a few bites. It's not bad. It's okay. It's a Caesar salad. You've had many like it. It'll sort of get the job done. So you have a few bites. Finally, you bite into like an overly stale crouton. You're like, enough with the Caesar. But in the meantime... The pizza has cooled off a little bit, and that's been Justin Fields sitting there. You say, wow, but it's still hot, but it's not problem hot. So now I can enjoy it. It's cooled off. I did the Caesar thing. The salad walked so the pizza could run. That is what Matt Nagy looks at Justin (laughs) Fields like. I'm not biting into that thing because i got to enjoy this pizza without the five layers of mouth skin being burned off. So give me some Caesar for a while, and then we'll get there. (laughs) Kyle Brandt's breakdown of the Chicago Bears quarterback brought to you by Uber Eats, everybody. There you go. (laughs) Five stars and a tip, please. Well done. Kyle Brandt here on the Rich Eisen Show. What the hell does Frogger look like with human beings? 
Uh, what, what, what do we got? That's coming up on Peacock next month? Is that where it starts yeah, streaming? Yeah, next month on Peacock. Imagine the old coin-op Frogger machine in yeah. the 80s arcade, maybe yep. the one that George Costanza played yep. with Jerry. Yes. Um, imagine this, Rich. Yes. You, you go through your career and you work and you try and try to get breaks and you work your contacts and you just hope that someday someone will come to you and offer you a really cool job. The soundbite that I got about this job, about doing this live-action Frogger show was, yeah, we want you to do play-by-play. See if you can do this. Do you think you could call it like it's a football game, but also make like a bunch of 80s movies references? Oh, my God. And I'm like, <laughs> you came yeah. to the right place, my friend. I'm in. <laughs> and that's what I did. It was amazing. You were built for this. You yes. were built for this, Kyle. Built. Yes. My gosh. I'm so excited. So I love the video games. I, it's sports. It's football. But then, you know, I, I can step in and I can quote... Uh, let me think of an actor I like. I can quote, uh, oh, Mr. Mom, Gung Ho, Multiplicity. That's uh, it. Yeah, maybe that's... 1989 Tim Burton Batman. Any of those would work. Yes. I love it. And he's We're coming back. up shortly. But did, did, you, did, you, did you tell them? I, I, I just, you know, when, when they asked you, can you call Frogger like a football game with 80s uh, movies references, mm-hmm. did you send them to your legal staff of Whitman, Price, and Haddad? <laughs> 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 All right, Did you... stop the clock. I have it at, at ten after the twelve after the hour. That the first mention of my uh, law firm from the Running Man of Whitman Price and Haddad is mentioned. I'm so proud of us, Rich. I did not mention Whitman Price and Haddad. But I'm not even joking. There was in the sh- in the taping of Frogger. I did make the, a reference to Mad Dog Ben Richards. I swear uh, to God. <laughs> I hope it makes air. I am uh, you said, I'm, I'm Maria Conchita Alonso <laughs> into this gig, you know, like that's <laughs> it's the best. It's it, is, it is the I best. I can't um, wait to see it, man. I know it's rerun. really cool, oh, and it's, you know, you take this sort of loosely wipeout formula, but just make it sure. all video games, like huge '80s uh, injection. It's myself, it's Damon Wayans Jr. And it's just, it's just it's more uh, Maria Conchita Alonso you could ever possibly want. I actually pushed for them to be in yellow spandex jumpsuits. They couldn't do it. And in season two, I understand we're going to have the, uh, the stalkers come after them. It's going to be Dynamo. That's and, it, man. Uh, Mr. Jim Brown will prize his role as Fireball, oh, and it's just going to be great. And he was Jesse the body venture. Well, he wasn't the mind yet. He was the body. He was oh, no, the no, body. No, he, that, as Captain Freedom with his home <laughs> yeah. video workout. Yeah. And then uh, your pod coming back on uh, The Ringer next month as well, correct? Yeah, ten season questions. three, okay, 10 man. questions set up. on Spotify and The Ringer. It's, again, a game show conversation. Um, it's awesome. I love doing it. And uh, God, I love being on this show because I remember too, you man. and I talked once. I think we were at the draft and we were put into some dressing room area or something like that. And I was talking about the, the Hollywood injection you have onto this show. And I'm just like... If I ever get invited on the show, is that because Daniel Day-Lewis pulled out or something? I don't understand. You guys have the most amazing guests. And so I, I see Twitter, and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm on it. Michael Keaton is on it. He's right after me. I'm yes, opening sir. for Keaton. You wow. are indeed. You're opening for Michael oh, Keaton. Oh, my gosh. Who, by the way, so I got about a minute left. Yeah. You got a prediction for his Steelers? What do you think? They're, I have a shrug emoji with them. I don't know what they're going to be like this year at all. You know? The other teams are so sexy in the division, aren't they? They're I know. So, and. They, the Tomlin teams never lose, and yet, listen, Rich, it's it's almost the season of picking your your division winners and your wild card winners, and um, I, I think they're going to be looked on as uh, Ben stayed one year too late. I really do. Oh, I think Baker, Lamar, even Burrow. I I, I think it's going to stay one year too late.
We'll find out because he's on the uh, the what the the BR07 system. That's right. You know, <laughs> he's shown up. He's shown up looking a lot yeah. better than he has shown up to a lot of other training camps. Walking boot included. Well, Walking stop. boot, of course. And speaking of seven, uh, Rich, it, it reminds me of my favorite ever Michael Keaton line. Tim Martin Mole. They're in the house, and yep. Mr. Mom Keaton says, "Want a beer? It's seven o'clock in the morning. Scotch." <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I've said it to my friends a million times and practiced it. Take care of yourself, Kyle. Let's do this on the regular <laughs> as much as you're uh, willing. I always love, love you guys. Thank you, right back so at you. That's hey, Kyle buddy. Brandt, everybody. He wants Justin Fields. That's the Bears wow, fan geez. talking. There's no question. There's not a single human being in Chicagoland or anybody associated with that fan base. It's just like, you know what? Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Put a <laughs> Dalton out there. Let's, let's put the Caesar salad I'm out sorry, there. and it's only going to Caesar salad. With anchovies, I imagine. All right, let's take a break. Cannot wait for this conversation. Michael Keaton is just going to be outstanding. One of the stars of the new film, The Protégé, is going to be joining us next. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... Find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash Eisen. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. You know, when I was a kid, I loved the Steelers, and I, I, I um, one time I was able to get into the locker room with a guy who knew Bradshaw. I saw Lynn Swan over by the locker room. How old were you? I was about ten, mm-hmm. and uh, and my <laughs> the guy that was friends with Bradshaw worked with my dad. He goes, "You want to go say hey to Lynn Swan?" And I was like, "I'm good. I'm okay." 
Mm-hmm. I so badly wanted to do it, but I was so uh, nervous mm-hmm. that uh, I just couldn't bring myself to doing it. And uh, and then most of my life, even as an adult, I was like, why didn't I say hi to Lynn Swan? Mm-hmm. I would have really, that would have been really, really cool. I used to, before I moved to Kansas City, when I was a kid, I, I uh, we had a football pencil machined at our school. And I used to give the Steeler pencils to this guy that worked with my dad that was from Pittsburgh. And so the Steelers were playing, I was living in California, they were mm-hmm. playing the LA Rams, and he took me. I was in first grade, and that changed my life. I was a such a Steelers fanatic as a kid. To this day, if I need to remember a number, an, a phone number, an address or something, right. I'll associate it with a, a player from like the 70s, late 70s Steelers. If you name a number, I'll see if I, I mean, I don't even know. Go for it, Chris. Let's, um, let's this is see. all. This is. It, we this, can just. We haven't planned. Ball. We haven't planned this, this is all, out. This is okay. This is just all jog the. Go through the. Uh, go to the Pro Football Reference. All right, stand by. And um and we'll 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 put together a a phone number for Paul Rudd area code first. We'll figure it out for his Steelers. Okay. So, uh, what year in particular? I don't know. Maybe go like a uh, seventy nine. Nineteen seventy nine Steelers. Call him up. I don't know. This is fantastic. I have no idea. 78, 79, what, you know, I don't know. We'll see. Do you got it over there, Chris? Yep. Okay. For Paul Rudd. Uh, let's let's do uh, Rocky Blyer to start. He's 20. 20, mm-hmm. correct. Mm-hmm. Lynn Swan. 88. Benny Cunningham. 89. Larry Brown. 79. Nailing it, <laughs> actually. This is... Theo. Or or do this. The, Theo Bell. Theo T Bell. Bell. Eighty three. Yeah. Eighty three. Correct. If you want, come on. Say a number, and I'll see if I can get that player. Nice. Sixty three. Sixty three. Was that Ernie Holmes? Tom. Oh, Dorn- oh no. Oh it. Tom Dornbrook. Yeah, yeah. Oh right, 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 right. Ernie Holmes was. He was before seventy nine. Okay. Give another one. Forty seven. Forty seven was Mel Blunt. Correct. Fifty nine. Fifty nine was Jack Ham. Fifty two. Fifty two. Mike Webster. They're all correct. Fantastic. Pretty impressive. Paul Rudd, everybody. Oh, 58 for the win. 58 for the win would be Jack Lambert from Kent State University. <laughs> Guys. Paul Rudd. I remember that because we were stunned about like, all that. How do you know all those numbers? 844-204-RICH is the number to dial here on the Rich Eisen Show. Michael Keaton about to join us in a second. He's a diehard Steeler fan, and we just showed video of Paul Rudd. Being here a couple of years ago, I, I forgot he stunned us. He's a big Chiefs guy. He he grew up loving the Steelers. He knew names and numbers like off the top of his head. Off it was the top unbe- of his unbelievable. Head. And I just realized he was wearing a black. He and was gold. black and gold right like there. Golf bowling shirt. Uh, I'm such a fan of this guy, and I've told it to his face when I've had uh, fortune to uh, be uh, in his presence. Uh, one of the greatest, I think, compliments you can give an actor is he's he or she is great in everything. And that includes The Protégé, which I saw last night in advance of this interview. It's available in theaters this Friday, uh, starring Maggie Q, Samuel L. Jackson, and this man, Michael Keaton, here on The Rich Eisen Show. How have you been, sir? Good, man. How are you? I haven't seen you for a while. It's been way too long. Were you just talking about Rudd, Paul Rudd? Yeah, Rudd is a diehard Chiefs guy, but he grew up loving the Steelers, and he knew them like left, right, up, and down by name and number and everything. I knew I liked this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it makes me laugh. One day, um, we were standing there somewhere at some event somewhere, and I had never met him, but we kind of nodded at each other across the room. Yeah. And uh, the person I was with and I walked over because she had commented, and she said, Paul Rudd has the greatest skin. <laughs> and, I, 
And so I said, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> so, so I went over and said, hey, uh, it's nice to meet you, but more importantly, can I say, you've the nicest skin. <laughs> <laughs> so did you talk moisturizers with him? Is that what you're saying? Well, that's right. Of course, obviously, that's where it went. Yes. <laughs> How do you moisturize, Paul? <laughs> exactly. He's very funny. <laughs> And now, man, he's a Steeler fan. That's really uh, He's Yeah, I mean, he's Mr. Kansas City, and he loves his Chiefs, but I had no idea he grew up with the Steelers. So uh, what do you think of your team going so into this season? I was going to ask you, or should I worry? Here's the, only, here's the only thing I'm worried about. Yes. Boy, maybe I'm going to get in trouble for this, but, boy, that wouldn't be the first time. Um, dude's 39, right? Something like that? He is definitely pushing 40. And and But that's okay because yeah. you when you go uh, – you know, when you talk about uh, a couple of quarterbacks like the one we are, you know, the, the probably best, you go, dude, it's like 40, and you go, yeah, but, but I'm sorry, man. That's, forget that. Forget that number when it comes to him. With Ben, I'm not sure he has that regimen of the, you know. I, exactly. The two words you don't usually associate with Ben Roethlisberger, Michael Keaton, are health and nut. That's, that's right. you know what I mean? So. <laughs> So the question is, is what will happen? But he does look more in shape. Yeah. And here's, here's the one guy that I'm pegging, okay, for, for the Steelers. Okay. It's Najee Harris, the well, kid that yeah. they drafted. Yeah. Because yeah. this but, is the way to get Ben to stop and the offense maybe to stop winging it around 50 times a game, despite uh-huh. how talented their receivers may be, and just give it to this kid and go back to the old school, you know, and, Dwight, and, that, and start hitting people in the mouth. That's yeah, the way. That be great? I, that's the way I think. Tomlin, I think deep down, that's the way he wants to play it too. You know. Yeah. yeah and that's changed now, right? I mean, running backs. <clears throat> remember, man, you you went after a running back. That's who you wanted. You 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 sought those guys out. Now the game's so different. I think people go, yeah, you know, running back. If I get a couple of years out of one, you know, he'll get all beat up, and right. we'll move on to the next kid. There's always going to be some really fast kid and some really good kids in every draft. You know that. I mean. That's the way it seems to go because it's such a throwing game now, you know. But, but I don't know, you know. Look, uh, know, let's let's hope. But but they, you know, they kind of improved the line a little bit, right? Yes, they did, and they and they get Devin Bush back in the middle of that defense. We love. Exactly right, and I love Joe Hayden, man. Uh, I think yeah. he's 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 like a unicorn back there. In year twelve for him. I don't know, you know, and uh, obviously T.J. Watt. They're they're kind of like the shrug emoji team. They could be, they could be dreadful um, based on maybe getting hurt uh, with some important players, or they could just be the surprise of 2021 and a nice little throwback for that would be awesome. By the way, yes, that's the first. Are you? Did you coin shrug emoji? Yeah, I I don't know. Did I'll ask my guys around here. Have, I, I, they're a shrug emoji team, we, right? We've I been kind of saying it. Well, for, let's do the screw it. Yes, 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 I did coin it. Yes, yes, Michael. I love that. Yes, either a shrug emoji because there are some emojis that just never happen. Like, like, let me think this over. I'll get right back to you. Emoji. That's way too complicated. I would love that. That would be a, that would be Me a nice too. little shorthand for yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, you could put people off for, for a long time. <laughs> Michael Keaton here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. I love this movie, brother. Thanks. The Protege. Yeah. Thanks. It was. It's. It's. You know, directed by the the same director of Casino Royale, and it yeah. does have a great spy thriller, kick ass vibe to it with Maggie Q, you and. Samuel L. Jackson. Why? Why did you say yes to this one? Why did you say let's do it? Well, because that guy really can direct this stuff, uh, and and I, I thought, wait, have I done 
this exactly. And uh, when I saw it, I thought, oh, this is this is pretty. This is fun writing. It's it's kind of clever. And and I thought, have I have I done this? And I thought to myself, nah, I'm not sure I really did have done this kind of movie. Uh, character, so I thought. Well, let me see if I can get away with one more until they all figure me out. Just like <laughs> <laughs> well, you are moving around, man, and you're doing you're 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 doing some uh, nifty maneuvers, um, yeah. you know, and in fight scenes, and yeah. then in terms of the writing, there's a scene with you and Maggie Q in a restaurant in a diner. Uh, you know, you're eating or not eating, but you're having dinner in quotes. And, uh, yeah. you know, my wife and I were watching it, and we're like, that was a hell of a scene. Like, the back and forth that the two of you have. Oh, that's that cool scene. that a woman saw it and liked it. She that's, did. That's encouraging. My wife yeah. did, indeed, yes. Yeah, that's good. that is a good scene. That gets pointed out quite a bit. So, uh, that's what I mean. You know, I, I read it, and I thought, oh, this could be fun. You know, um, I haven't quite played this guy. Yeah, it's good. You know, and, and, you know, as far as the other stuff, the physical stuff, you know, let's face it, you know, what, what, which one of us did, who of us didn't, men, goofy, stupid men, didn't mm -hmm. grow up and go, wouldn't it be cool if I could just beat the shit out of a bunch of bad guys? <laughs> in a tux. In, in a, a tux. tux. In a and tux. Don't look, forget the cool. tux. Don't forget just, the tux. Yeah, it just looks so cool doing it. Right. Let me see if I can do that one time. <laughs> and it's in theaters near you this Friday, August 20th. Um, again, The Protege, great movie, Maggie Q, Samuel L. Jackson and Michael Keaton here on The Rich Eisen Show. If you would not uh, mind indulging me, uh, sure. I, I, we have a game here called Celebrity True or False where okay. it's kind of a way for us to go through somebody's filmography, and you have a vast one. And um, police records, I think. And, well, yeah, there is, there, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that people are wondering if it's true or false that's out there on your biographies and stuff like that. Sure, and, sure. Okay. We even have, we even have uh, a nice little, fun little drop for that sort of thing right here. Michael Keaton on The Rich Eisen Show with Celebrity True or False. True or false? You can't handle the truth. Okay. Do you like our production value, Michael? Do you like the production value? Awesome. Okay. Here's the first one. Uh, Michael Keaton, Celebrity True or False. You got your acting start playing one of the flying zucchini brothers on Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. In Mostly West true. Okay. Mostly true. What's what's the mostly true part? Well, I've doing plays at the same time. If you, okay. if you want to call being one of the zooks. Acting, that's okay with me. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a Pittsburgh legend, though, right, oh, Mr. Rogers? These guys were wild, man. They were so fun. Um, and, you know, that happened while we were we were all crew guys, you know, which meant you did a wide variety of things. So most of them had been on the Mr. Rogers crew. You know, you, you, you didn't work exclusively on that because you had to do everything. So one day, uh, Nikki Tallow, who is a legendary character here in <clears throat> Pittsburgh, was tatted up and pierced way before everybody else and uh he goes uh he, he does this silly thing and somebody bends over and picks up a wrench and flips it to him and goes hey and then somebody did it so we started goofing around inventing these ridiculous circus tricks and uh we got like popular and then we came up with these um weird costumes a lot of long underwear and <laughs> and uh and then we'd get hired like court jesters. Like we went to this really rich woman's party one time. And uh, by the way, walked off with a few things. <laughs> <laughs> Sticky fingers are very fine if you're a flying fingers. zucchini, brother. Yes, they are. Hey, you know, we're, we're some just crazy Italian guys who are trying to make a living. <laughs> so, 
So it, that was that, and that was really fun. Those guys were really fun guys to hang out with. Next one, uh, Michael Keaton, celebrity, true or false? You originally turned down Beetlejuice and then ad libbed ninety percent of the dialogue in the film. Is that true or false? Ninety might be high. Ninety's high. Okay, but it's well over fifty. But yes, that's true. So you, why'd you turn it down and then uh, and and then ad lib most of the the film? Well, like, couldn't understand what Tim was trying to describe, because if you think about it, try you know, let's say you never saw it and you had this idea, you you be the guy saying, okay, here's what I'm trying to make, <laughs> <laughs> and and I knew I liked him, um, you know, I thought he was. I just like the guy, and I said, "Oh boy, this is this is some creative person." But I don't know what he's talking about. So, I, I, I you know, it, so no thanks. But uh, you know, I enjoyed meeting him. And then somebody said, "No, give it another shot." And, you know, just go talk to him. So I did, and I went same thing. I like this guy, but I, I don't quite get what he's talking about. Then about the third one, I think I said, "Oh, he he threw out some stuff that was a little more specific." And I went, and by the way, he's, he wasn't being coy about it. Mm-hmm. He, he was really trying hard. And I wasn't getting it. And then he gave me some, he said, you know, I don't know, maybe this is an go. All right, give me the night to think this over. I, I got a couple ideas. So then I went, I went home. I had the studio send me over a rack of clothing. I said, just, just go into the lot, grab me this, 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 this. And then I was alone in my house acting. Can you imagine that? How's that picture, by the way? <laughs> me walking around like that by myself in my house. <laughs> <laughs> how, how sad is that? <laughs> then I thought, you know what? You know what's weird and kind of weirdly scary? <laughs> Teeth that aren't too big, but just big enough to be really off-putting to someone. So I, so I said, make me some like teeth. And then I had this idea for mold on my face, and I just said, all right. And I said, how about this? What do you think? And he goes, well, okay. we we never rehearsed it. We never rehearsed it. <sighs> We just, he, I just showed up and started doing that. And I thought, this is either going to work or not work. Um, and Tim was awesome. Yeah, it he just worked. Went nuts. It yeah. worked. So what is your favorite ad-lib line? One that you're most proud of, if you can um, pick one out. Well, I mean, that whole, that riff, I kind of like when I, I don't, um, when I do that, I'm kind of selling something. I dress up in some kind of really bad faux cowboy wear, and there's a cow, a big plastic cow thing. And I kind of made this goofy little song up um, because there was a guy in, in uh, man, there's so many. I can't, rem- I can't remember. I do this really ridiculous dance that I love. But, but then, but the thing I'm referring to, there was a guy in L.A. when I moved out there named Cal Worthington. I don't know if I remember mm-hmm. this guy. Yeah. He had a late night. It was always on late at night, and yeah. he sold cars. Yeah. And his thing was, I'll eat a bug. I'm Cal Worthington, and I'll eat a bug if you don't. And he would eat a bug if you if I forget what the deal was. <laughs> and he'd wear a cowboy hat every once in a while. And I thought, oh, I want to do something like that. I don't know what that is, but, uh, you know, so, but there were so many, you know. And then Tim was great because if you did something, he went, oh, yes, do that. And then walk over here and, and do that. Like when I... When I walk over and do the kick the tree over and go, you know, I think it was, there was some joke. It might have been a nice model, but then I threw in the F word <laughs> and, and grabbed my crotch. I thought, you know what somebody told me? I don't know if it's true or not. Somebody told me the censor, you know, I, they used to send somebody into a screening room uh-huh. and that pick things and go, nope, can't do that. Nope, can't say that. Nope. Someone told me she fell asleep during that period and missed it. <laughs> 
I, I don't know if that's true or not, but so we got away with saying that. Oh, man, I've got two more for you here, Michael Keaton. Celebrity, true or false? True or false, you negotiated a break in your Batman contract in case the Pirates made the playoffs. Is yes. that true? That's true. true. Yeah, it was kind of an ongoing thing for several movies. But by the way, they all... And that's when they were good. But yeah. imagine them doing it now. They'd go, fine, don't worry about that. <laughs> we're good. <laughs> no problem. That's the first yes they get from legal. So, But this is back when, obviously, we're talking about the Bonds, Vance, like yeah. pirates, yeah. right? That's yeah, what we're man. talking about. They were in it. They were always in it. Oh, man. The those... Jim Leland smoking yeah. heaters in between innings type. Yeah. Pittsburgh. You know, okay, and then the last one for you, true or false, you and Martin Mole improvised the 220-221 whatever it takes exchange in Mr. Mom. Is that true false. or false? Totally Martin's line. Totally Martin Mole's line. He he goes, uh, well, we, I mean, we did. I ended up saying it, yes. but he goes, uh, um, we're, well, I'll tell you what did get improvised. Like moments before, not improvised, I said to the prop guy, I said, you know, I need something in this scene. Uh, you know, this guy's really insecure right now. He's panicked. You know, I think something. And I go, yeah, you don't have any tools. And, uh, you know, give me, like, and I was looking for some tools. And then and, and either he mentioned a chainsaw or I did. And he was so great. He, like, ran to the proper room, scrambled around, came out. And I said, yeah, 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 perfect. And then he handed me the goggles. He said, you want these? I go, absolutely. Give me those. <laughs> so, so then we started shooting the scene and, and doing that. And um, that line, you know, the setup is, uh, so I'm telling him how I'm working on a house and I don't know what I'm doing. And he says, so you're going to wire it, you know, 220. And then, and then I, I kind of, I think originally what I did was I kind of fake it. I go, uh, yeah, or something like that. And he leans over he says, you know what you should say? Say 220, 221. You know, I, I think he's, either I said whatever it takes or he did. But yeah, he, he came up with that. Well, I mean, he's as uh, he's as legendary as they come, man. I mean, Martin yeah. Mole for the Fernwood tonight. I mean, and you you've been just this has been an amazing uh, conversation, Michael. And um, I I I I barely just scratching the surface on everything. Spotlight, Birdman are just incredible films. Thanks. That thanks. you are yeah. in the Trial of the Chicago Seven. I mean, obviously. Um, what we just talked about as well, the protege. You also have Worth coming on Netflix in yeah, September, and, and then Dope Sick, which dope is sick, yeah. I'm already making appointment viewing for that on Hulu on October 13th. Yeah, it's, I've seen some of it. Honestly, I, it's 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 awfully good. It's it's really really good. And man, it's it's uh, it's gonna it's gonna be eye opening. I think uh, for a lot of people. Before I leave, you know what I keep asking people to mention, and sometimes they remember, and sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. You, you, um, and I know this is a, a male-centric show, probably, but okay. people don't talk about how great Terry Garr was, you know? And, oh, and, and, and Mr. Mom. I and just... Mr. Mom, but in all that stuff, Young Frankenstein, people forget, man, she was, she was it, you know, she was, she was funny and smart and witty and, and quirky and charming and great looking, and that, it, there are very few people that mention her now, like when they mention the really funny women so i I always try to mention her no question we were talking about again prior to the show like which one of your films from your way back in the day filmography we could ask you about and i mentioned how terrific terry gar was beforehand for you no 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 question about it wasn't she she was also i think in the conversation too which is a a great brilliant movie that people don't talk about and also that coppola movie 
uh, she plays the mom. Doesn't she play the mom in Black Beauty? Uh, that that uh, really awesome uh, with Mickey. I'm not kidding. This gorgeous movie about the, uh, this kid and this horse. Yeah. It's stunningly beautiful. Yeah. And, I remember um, Young Frankenstein, uh, as you point yeah, out, too. Yeah, I mean, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, I don't know if you're aware, too, but tomorrow is the 38th anniversary of the premiere of Mr. Mom, Michael. Get Taylor. out, really? That's a fact. Wow. The day before the protege. There yeah. you go. Look yeah, at yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, that's a tiny, that's a class, a little classic. All right, I'm going to leave you alone. Well, Michael Keaton. Was, no, no. Please. You're a good dog, man. I know that. You and I share that love of animals and dogs. I, we, uh, my wife and I, we have two beautiful rescues at home, and yeah. uh, life is good, certainly yeah. when we get a chance to connect. Um, I'd love to do this again whenever you want, right, Michael Keaton. This place okay, is open to you, and enjoy the Steelers season. We'll chat okay, down the line. Okay, man. You got it. That's Michael Keaton, everybody, at Michael Keaton on Twitter, at Michael Keaton Douglas on Instagram. And um, I just love that. Martin Moe leans over and goes, you know what you should say? 221, 220, 221. And we're still <laughs> quoting it 38 years right, later. Of course. 38 years later. And the electricians are like, what does it say? It's only 220. <laughs> I just love the part he was talking about where he was the used car salesman and Beetlejuice. Oh, you were <laughs> nodding your head. You knew what he was talking oh, yeah, about. I knew I the whole line. He's like, I'll eat anything you want me to eat. I'll swallow anything you want me to swallow. So come on down now. Chew the dog. Oh. Like that's in my, ha- in my house. We've seen that a million times. For, uh, the nice bleeping model, and the he would goose himself. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah. no. Again, this this will be for the next time we talk. Didn't he? Wasn't his name one of the names mentioned by Howie Mandel when he talked about the old school stand-up scene yeah. here in Los Angeles? I believe so. He's on the wall at the comedy store for sure. I mean, my gosh. And he's kicking in a little bit of ass in this movie that's coming up on Friday. You know, he's almost 70 years uh, old. Look, man. And he also, on his Instagram account, just to burnish his, more of his Pittsburgh sports bona fides, it was yesterday's, uh, it would have been uh, the birthday of the great Roberto Clemente. Mm-hmm. And he, he put a photo, it's, there it is right up there. He put that portrait of him on his man, Instagram account. That's cool. Man, love it, love it, love it, love it. And then he's acting like he's overstaying his welcome. Like, I I like, right, no, yeah. no, man, I mean, no, I have another honestly, hour of this. I'd, I'd be more than happy to talk, but it's just yeah. one of those things you got with Costanza. You got to know when to leave. <laughs> For me, yeah, he could have stayed as long as he wanted. <laughs> My gosh. And thanks to you, I didn't say Beetlejuice more than once. If yeah, you notice, only, that's only not one twice. Time. That's it. That's two, though. No that's more. It. Okay, let's take a break and Thank make you. sure. When we come back, I've got a great replacement. That we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah. One of my favorite replacements. Because we're talking about this being the anniversary of Pete Best. We should have asked him that poll question. Oh, yeah. Pete let's, Best, let's call out, back. Ringo Star in. I got a new replacement. This will be fun. Feller, call up Pete. Coming yeah. up next. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is 
unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You played in the World Series of Poker with Matt Damon to prep for the role of Worm and Rounders. I we played in the World Series, Matt and I, not to prep. We after the shoot, the, the the we were done with the film. No kidding. Um, it was part of the run up promoting the film. So we that's, play, we played as part. We played in the promotional run up to the film coming out. And so obviously the movie, the movie studio fronted you the fee, correct? Either they did or the tournament did, because in that era, like. It was not sexy. It was not like, like they didn't have a lot of celebrities coming to play poker. And Matt and I weren't even like big celebrities per se. We, we, we were what they could get. <laughs> How, <laughs> no, who no. lasted longer? You or Matt? Uh, you know what? We, we both did okay. Um, and we both had very, we, we both played along well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the coaching we'd gotten from Johnny Chan and Phil Helmuth and a lot of these other guys, uh, stood us in good stead and I, I got some good cards and, and won a few hands and, um, everything. We both had very like dramatic exits. I, I actually played a Johnny Chan tip. I played pocket nines Mm -hmm. when I was on the button Uh and ended up with kind of, I bet it as though it was an ace king or something like that. I got a middle flop. I got a nine and a 10 and then I got a second 10. So I had, I had a pretty much unreadable full house. Yes. And I got beat by four tens. Get out of here. By a guy named Surindar Singh. He quadded tens against quad your tens boat? tens against an unreadable full house. And when I called and f- I had more chips <laughs> than him, when I flipped the boat, yeah. the whole table exploded. They were like, he's going to take Surindar Singh out yeah. of the tournament. Yeah. And he flipped quad tens. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yep. It was it was incredible. I was going to say, do you remember the hand that oh, you I went out with? Every, but how I mean, could you not there's remember? There's more that? details of it too. But but he said to me later, he goes, he goes, on ninety-nine out of a hundred times, he goes, You would have not he could I had no idea that you had that hand. I, I'm blown away. That and makes he it said, worse, though, doesn't it? Yeah, worse. It? Uh, I still, when, when, as we're talking about it, yeah. we're talking about it, and I'm having the Saving Private Ryan <laughs> moment where everything goes silent again. Um, oh. And, you know, I was trying to play it off, what? but I just, you know, gut shot. When they talk about being gut shot, That's I was it. gut shot, That literally. is the definition. And Matt's wasn't that. Matt, Matt played, Matt went all in before the flop on Kings, Pocket Kings, right. against Doyle Brudson. Brunson had pocket aces, Matt had pocket kings, and nothing came up, and and he, and he got beat, you know, on a ace king. Right. I mean, flop roll out by Doyle Brunson, but that's pretty that's great. Doyle Brunson, pretty I great. Mean, pretty cool. So, wow. Love that story, Edward Norton. Happy 52nd birthday to him wow. today. 
Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH is the number to dial. Great chat with Michael Keaton. Um, Coming up uh, on this program, um, in hour number three, is Kevin O'Leary of Shark Tank fame. He's got a new show on CNBC called Money Court, where he presides over a wide range of financial disputes. (laughs) This will be a fun conversation. Do you guys have a financial dispute that you could potentially have him... Does somebody owe somebody some money around here? Brock yeah. owes me like one point five million dollars well. betting on golf putting over here, which I'll never we, see. Oh, did you have something? Someone can he dispute something? Someone still owes it? someone in this room uh, breakfast from the NCAA tournament where our two teams played against each other. That's me. That's him. No, I was, I was about to say. <laughs> You owe him a breakfast? Apparently, I forgot about it. Georgetown, Syracuse. Yeah. Oh, and I don't. Know, I don't know if Kevin O'Leary can. I, I, I'm just saying, there is a debt to be paid in this room that hasn't been paid yet. On the why, what? What's going on with that? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> it's that simple, Your Honor. There's a lot going on. You know, know what what give him a breakfast. What do you want? He'll bring it in tomorrow. We can. We can uh, Let's fine. just knock this out. No, nah, I, I don't really want anything. We can make something up because Del Tufo's not here. Yeah. Oh, I watched some episodes of uh, <laughs> the, the show last night to try to come up with something, and I was trying to—I didn't want to falsify a claim, so I didn't want to. Do okay. It. Well, all I know is this: is that uh, I don't like telling anybody around here how to do their job, and I know that Mike Hoskins sitting back uh, at the controls of the camera, as well as all of the content that's shown on the Peacock TV screen, he's probably got it all ready because it is one of my favorite top five moments in the show oh, yeah, history. Absolutely. But prior to Kevin O'Leary's appearance, one more time, at least one more time, of when we had Mike Del Tufo pitch him on an idea for an app um, when Kevin O'Leary was here. And the evisceration, to use the word that Kevin O'Leary used, is truly one of the all-time great moments in the history of this program. Top five. We're celebrating our seventh anniversary. Year eight comes up in October. My goodness. Uh, there's, it's truly top five. It's, it's great. So you're on Peacock. If you somehow haven't seen it, stay tuned. <laughs> and if you've seen it, you know you're staying tuned to see it again. Because it, it never gets old and it never tires. <laughs> Our poll question today has been a good one because um, it is the 59th anniversary 59. of the Beatles telling Pete Best to beat it. Uh, he put the beat it in Beatles um, and putting Ringo Starr in. And that led us to have this poll question. Go over there, Chris. Yeah, who's the best replacement in sports or pop culture? Uh, still Tom Brady leading, uh, 56%. Brady over, Brady in for Bledsoe. Uh, Lou Gehrig is now overtaken. He's at 18%. Uh, Ringo for Pete Best, 16%. And Kurt for Trent Green, 10%. I think it's the Trent Green part about it. No, I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, Kurt won. I know, but Kurt, pop, mat- Kurt popping in is like, he was an unknown. Did Did... Kurt respond to any of this? Because, oh. you know, he's, he's out there in the Twitterverse. Yeah, hold on. I haven't seen him. I'll, I'll hit it with a retweet. He hasn't Make sure that he sees yet, it. Yeah. We got some uh, Russell Wilson from Matt Flynn. Yep. Uh, Hugh Laurie in on House. <laughs> this one I thought was pretty funny. Grunge for hair bands. Okay. In the early 90s. Okay. Pretty good. Okay. Here's a really good one. Michael J. Fox for Eric Stoltz as Marty McFly. That's a good one. It's a good one. Okay. Here's one. Ready? Um... Steve Cohen for the Wilpon family. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I like it. I like it a lot. It's pretty good. Because how many times did the Wilpons preside over a rotting, fetid corpse of an offense? 
How many times have they watched all of their star pitchers that they were willing to pay get zero run support? And they didn't say a word. This guy, Steve Cohen. Stephen A. Cohen, too, on Twitter. Pops out his phone or his iPad or whatever. And as the Mets now fall under 500 for the first time since the first week of May, it's hard to understand how professional hitters can be this unproductive. (laughs) The best teams have a more disciplined approach. The slugging and OPS numbers don't lie. And he hits send. Wow. Oh, baby. He, I just wondered, did his finger hover over the sand? What is this? Good. I'm Stephen A. Cohen, too. He said what he said. Yeah, I own the team. You know? I got 12 zeros. Speaking of unproductive, that tweet would fall under that category. Although I'll say this. (laughs) What if there was, um, a Twitter handle from 1976 through 2005, for instance. If Twitter existed in that 30-year stretch. Okay. At the boss. (laughs) (laughs) He ain't talking about Springsteen. (laughs) What would Steinbrenner's Twitter feed have looked like? Oh, my goodness. Hell, man. Steinbrenner did have a feed. It was the famed um, Rubenstein and Associates um, PR firm. He had a a PR firm in New York City. He would he would call up um, Rubenstein, and he would he would bark something out, and they would type out some sort of release, and suddenly that phone that release. That statement would be sent to like the Daily News and the Post and all that stuff and Newsday. That's the way it worked back in the day. But what if he just had the ability to just bust out his phone, <laughs> sitting there wherever he was sitting, Gosh, either at home on his bar, on his gold yeah. toilet, you know, um, you know, watching on WPIX TV, or sitting there in the stadium? Watching Steve Trout spit it up and Ed Whitson spit it up and all of that stuff. What would it have looked like? This is tame compared to what it would have been. Oh, yeah. But. This is a legitimate question. This is. Yeah, he's just asking. Yeah, he's just asking the question. He would have How been like, can professional hitters, at least he called them professional hitters, be th- th- so unproductive? That's very polite. Well, there's an answer. It's the New York Mets. It's the New York Mets, baby. I mean, you know, how's that going to help? How's that going to happen? Every New York Met today, in the middle of this awful slump, which is probably making their lives totally miserable, and hey, at least DeGrom's second MRI came back with less inflammation, <laughs> meaning he might return by late September. So this guy's out. Syndergaard's about to come back, and they're going to throw him in the pen. Ish. Every Met's going to have somebody come up to him today. So, what do you think of what your owner had to say? Which one's going to take the bait? Which one's going to be like the Billy Martin? Will Rojas be the Billy Martin and fire back? Say this is <laughs> no. not helpful. 
This is not helpful. He should stick to owning. We'll run the team. Because Billy Martin, as you remember, would fire back in the press. Right, and course. that's why he was fired and then rehired five times. <laughs> it would be great if Pete Alonzo would just be like, yo, this isn't helping. Yeah. Knock it off. What are you going to do? Send a polar bear away? Pete probably agrees with him. If this was a TV yeah. show, Stephen A. Cohen would send wags into the locker room. <laughs> And give him a speech and tell him to suck it up. Or Otherwise, t- it's the poll for them. Or take him out uh, for a night on the town. Life on a poll. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> take the poll and actually hit the ball with it. Hour three coming up. Yo, some of these batting averages for the Mets, TJ. Well, it's not just the Mets. It's it's Major League Baseball writ large. Didn't you 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 when I was out, you sent out a tweet of a minor leaguer who strolled to the plate using the oh, yeah. master's theme. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And he had a caddy with him and hilarious. a golf bag and with a, a bunch a, of... Rain, with a yardage with, finder. With, with a yardage and... finder looking out at center field and yeah. a yardage book and then a bunch of clubs in the bag and then a bat. They took out the bat right. and the guy then stepped in the plate. <laughs> I mean, talk about calling your shot and showing up the pitcher before and, and putting a target on your back. and then, But also... Being viral, I mean, that was yeah, incredible. It was and incredible. You, and you're like, I don't care if this guy bats yeah. a 176. He's gonna, he should bring him in the majors. Bring him up. And you see what my response was? It'd fit right in. Yeah, uh, just like uh, these days, batting 176 is no longer a reason <laughs> to keep someone in the minors. It's also not, people aren't embarrassed by him. They're not. Right. Which is the other problem. But. So, you know, how can hitters be so unproductive? It's kind of across the entire Major League Baseball. And they also got beat by the the best team in baseball, yeah. the Giants. San Francisco Giants, one of the biggest stories of the year. Yeah, seventy eight wins, dude, yeah. man. Here we go. The, the, Look, it was a nice well, it was spring a nice summer while it lasted. You know, I was well, very same, invested same in, in baseball. <laughs> you know, every I know, day I get I, mean, I get I, the New York Mets lineup oh, gets tweeted to me. me you know, so you know, it was fun. Well, it lasted. I mean, I haven't said a word, have I? I no, said a word. I, I know. And you were the king of April and May tweets with brooms and sweeps and in my face about how bad the Yankees were and By how way, great the Red Sox they were, were. They were bad. I feel no, like but you, I mean, you were overreacting a lot earlier in the season because as, when you were going off in, about how bad the Yankees were, I'm were. looking. The Mets were in first place in our division, and we were like one game ahead of the Yankees. And Dude, I'm like, well, if you Yankees, guys are awful, then what are we hey, doing right now? I will now? tip that the cap to Brian wild. Cashman. Getting Gallo and getting Rizzo to put two left-handed hitters in the lineup yeah. has reconfigured everything. Yes. It's jolted the entire well, and team. And also going to Chad Green as the closer, yeah. that guy's amazing. Please, stop it. He's terrible. <laughs> He's terrible. He's been awful. Dude, not, he got his. It was not his yesterday. No, it was a change of pace. Not yesterday. I wanted to leave him in the corn too. I want to leave a lot in the corn. <laughs> Yankees haven't lost since losing in the corn like I, that either. I, I want to leave him out there with Malachi. Hour number three coming up.